Today, we're going to be going through some dynasty rankings. Who are my biggest risers and fallers after three weeks into the new NBA season? And we're also going to go through my industry pickup team. How am I doing? And what lessons can we learn after the first three weeks of the season? Let's go! talking about G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Case, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And today we're coming at you with another video and podcast talking fantasy basketball. But today we're going to take a little bit more of a focus on Dynasty Fantasy Basketball. But before we get to the Dynasty uh, rankings, which I have adjusted over on BallBoysNBA.com. So for Platinum subscribers, you guys can go and check out all of my Dynasty rankings. I'm going to continue to update these throughout the entire season and into the off-season as we go as well, which you guys will be able to stay up to date uh, all year long uh, until the uh, until the next version of the site is out. Um, I, I try not to do the rankings adjustments as often in a dynasty board because obviously we're trying to look long-term and try not to react to short-term things, but there definitely has been enough information so far for us to make some pretty significant changes based on um, what we've seen, what we expect to see more of, uh, some injuries, some rotation things, and over over that that of the sort. So uh, after watching this podcast and sort of listening to my reasoning as to why some people have moved up and down, uh, go over and check that one out at ballboysmba.com if you are a Platinum member subscriber. Um, I will be... T- I will be going through a lot of rises and falls, people who have moved up the most, moved down the, the most. Uh, there are also lots of other little changes. So I'm not going to be going through every single little change that I've done so far. That would take a long, long time. Um, but if you want to see every single change, where everyone stacks up in regards to everyone else, go and check that one out. But before we do, I, I'm still struggling on to where I'm going to put this uh, in which show. I'm going to maybe just move it around a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure if it justifies its own show. Uh, but we're also going to be going through my industry pickup league as um, just a bit of a check-in. I, I want to do this maybe once a week just to see how things are going. And I want to do this more so that you guys get an idea of how I view a standard uh, 12-team head-to-head league um, and sort of evaluate my team as the season progresses, the things that I'm thinking about, the things that I'm planning for and, and strategic, uh, strategically sort of um, you know, looking at in terms of matching up against my opponents and, and all that, that sort of stuff. So we're going to go through that into uh, first and then we'll get into the dining stuff in the second half. I'll probably leave some timestamps. If you don't give a shit about my industry pickup league, skip that and move on to the dynasty content later. But I do think that there is some value for redrafts uh, and probably as well as dynasty managers as well, just to have a look at, um, you know, at least just how I view looking at these head-to-head category leagues. So let's get into that now. Um, We're going to start just by reviewing my overall roster and how it stands at the moment. So um, obviously, if you've checked out the draft, the core still stands the same. 
This team has had a few injury concerns to start the year. Um, namely, uh, Bradley Beal to begin the season didn't play until this week. Uh, but he's back and playing not as good as I would like, but it's good to at least have him out there. And then the Darren Fox has been out since week one. Scoot Henderson has obviously been out the last couple of weeks and will continue to be out for the next couple of weeks. Wendell Carter is going to still miss a bunch of time as well. Um, so those injury concerns have been a little bit annoying so far, but currently I sit basically two and one, won two matchups, lost one. So I lost week one against Josh Lloyd. The last couple of weeks I've uh, beaten Dan Titus and uh, who did I, who was the other team that I beat? Um, let's uh, just try to remember now. Uh, I beat, oh, I, of course, last week I beat Mike Barner as well. So both were 5-4 victories. So it is a very competitive, very tight league, but I will take any win that I can get. So we're looking okay so far. Again, a lot of the times I don't like to overreact to week one. I don't like a stream in week one. I still want to be looking at sort of things. And there was a key streaming. And if I had a... Uh, Josh streamed a player. I think it was uh, DeLon Wright. If I had picked him up instead of Josh, I would have won even the two categories that I lost. But I'm not going to get into that much too, too in nitty and gritty. But this is the squad. A couple of the early wins so far for this team. The drafting of Scotty Barnes, he's been a big W for me so far in this team. I think I got him in the, I want to say the fifth or sixth round. It might have been the fifth round, I believe. Uh, about 56 or 57, which has been a massive win for my team that is clearly punting free throw percentage and threes. Um, so he's been awesome and keeping me afloat in a few different areas. Uh, Giannis has been okay, maybe slightly disappointing. I would rather, I would love to see his assists rise. Currently, he's averaging 3.8 assists and 4.4 turnovers. I would love to see this number come up and that number go down. So uh, my projections had him losing a little bit of assists, but not to this degree. He's also quite low in rebounds compared to what we've seen him in the past. But for my team, I don't worry too much about that. Um, so it's really the assist number that I would love to see Giannis get better at. Um, other players, some really guys I've, I've loved drafting late. Jalen Suggs has been a revelation for my team. I think I got him with the second last pick in this draft and his 2.1 steals has been absolutely awesome for my squad um, and really helping me out in that area. I do like the fact that I got Derek Lively. Now, for a lot of teams, he's not as important, but for my team, the, the, the blocks are super important. The field goal percentage has helped me a lot despite the low volume, but he's someone that's been able to do well. And Aaron Gordon has been one of my favorite picks as well. 1.3 steals, 1.2 blocks, 3.9 assists, while shooting 55% from the field has actually been really, really positive for my team. And he, he went, I think, in like the fourth last round as well. So he went quite late in this build. He suits me quite nicely. Some recent additions that I've had into my squad. I added Alex Caruso after his bang, after his big game. Sucks that he missed the game after that. But um, this is where we're going to start to get into some things that I'm looking at in my squad and why I spent a fair bit of fab on him. I think I spent like $86 to get him out of my 1000 Um I think he's going to be a very important addition to my my team, as is Josh Hart. So one of the things that I left the draft, in this particular league, there is a games cap on each position on our roster. So we can have a maximum of four games played per position. Now, I haven't ever done a league like this before. 
Um, and so one of the things that I've quickly learned is that I probably needed to get a little bit more depth in every single position. And the one position that I don't have much depth in is the small forward position. Now, I've got Scotty Barnes in there. And whenever he has a four-game week, it's, it's, not, it's not an issue. But last week, he had a two-game week. And I need to fill out those other two games that he didn't play with other players. And, um, you know, players like DeAndre Hunter had to fill that role. And for my team, the scoring and the rest of the things that DeAndre Hunter does doesn't help me all that much. Uh, in fact, his field goal percentage is a big drag. So what I need is a small forward eligible player that when Scotty Barnes doesn't play four games that week, I need someone who I can plug and play to get some at least stats that are valuable to me. So hence my addition of a Josh Hart. So he's someone who's small forward eligible, but can still give me good rebounds, assists and steals um, without hurting, although he's shooting terribly so far, but normally he wouldn't hurt your field goal percentage or your turnovers as well. I don't care about the fact that he doesn't score or hit a lot of threes. Um, so he's someone that I added up recently as well. And um, I did stream in uh, Mo Wagner a little while ago, but he wasn't helping my team as much. I thought he'd get more of a run, but they've sort of been divvying those minutes up between uh, Badatse and even Jonathan Isaacs playing a bit at, at center as well. So dropped him to make a few of those moves. I, I am on the lookout to replace DeAndre Hunter as sort of that final roster spot. He might be that streaming position for me moving forward because in terms of my team, the value for him is not as high. Now in this league streaming on some weeks is not as valuable because you do have that games cap limit. Um, but last week, for example, when I was, uh, you know, we had that weird, you know, zero game day and a 14 game day. So streaming was a little bit more, um, you know, useful in that in that week. So this week it might not be as much, but in future weeks there might be more of an ability to stream and attack certain matchups. The only other things that are worth highlighting for my team, Chris Paul is someone that I have on my squad. Now, he has been quite underwhelming so far this season. The big thing for him, though, the 7.3 assists and 1.5 steals is still extremely useful whilst only averaging 1.1 turnovers. Now, if, now for my team, we're going to get into uh, what this, why this is in, in a second, but the assist-to-turnover ratio is actually quite valuable to my team. And despite him you know, shooting poorly from the field, I have some very high field goal percentage players. So his uh, lack of field goal percentage is not hurtful. I'm punting three, so I don't care the fact that he's only hitting half a three per game. Uh, my blocks, I've well and truly covered his blocks and rebounds, which are below average each. So I don't really stress too much about that. The scoring is a little bit of a concern. Now, I'm in a situation where I am not completely punting points, but it is something that I might be exploring as things go on. And we'll do that when we look at the scoring of what uh, happened last week. So if we go and pull up this, and I'll just move my camera over here so you guys can check out every thing properly. So um, if we just look at, and I'll bring up where we are, we want to look at the period. Here we go. Okay. So for the week, uh, me versus Mike Barner, I won field goal percentage, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. I lost threes, free throw percentage, turnovers, and points. Now, I was hoping this week to win 7-2, and it was looking like a possibility. On the last day, I went into the final day up 7-2, but Mike had a big scoring game. He actually streamed in. Uh, who did he stream in? That was uh, uh, Duncan Robinson. Went off in the last game, and a few other players had some big games. So I think in that last day, he, he had 140 points. So took me over in points. 
and I was leading. I was, I think I had four turnovers sort of, he was beating me or had more, four more turnovers than I did. So I tried to with the last couple of players um, and I think I was, I was ahead by two steals. So there was a risk that he could take me over in steals and, um, you know, he was ahead in points. There's a risk that I turned the ball over. So, I made the decision to play all of my guys. I considered benching some players to win the turnover category, but I wanted to chase him down in points. thought that I could, and I thought that I could at least win a 6-3, if not the potential for 7-2 if my boys didn't turn the ball over. But um, on that last game, last day, Chris Paul, I think, what he scored? Two points. Um, did he have two points? Yeah, two points. Um, so what did I end up losing points by? I ended up losing points by nine. So again, if Chris Paul scores 11, which again... It, it's more than his average, but it's definitely not something like he's done that before in a few of his games. Um, and I think the other thing was that the second half of Bradley Beal's game, he had 15, I believe, at halftime uh, or 13 at halftime and ended the score with 15. He also had five turnovers. So those two guys kind of killed my hopes of a 7-2 victory. Uh, but those were kind of the decisions that I was making on that last game. But I'm not mad at get, uh, getting a 5-4 win, but in terms of the standings, it's very tight. So the difference between a 7-2 and a 5-4 win, if I had had a 7-2 victory, I would have been up here in fourth place. But right now I'm in seventh. Now it's top six into the playoffs in this league. But as you can see, I'm one get one win outside of the top six, two wins outside of the top four. Um, and yeah, so things are all very tight. Uh, and, and because I'm punting a few different categories, um, I'm not usually in a position to win those big seven twos. Uh, so I wanted to get down the weeks that I could, but it's okay. It's, it's not the end of the world. So what I like to do, and I've tweeted this out a few times, but I wanted to just go through um, with my YouTube and podcast audience is when I go through a head-to-head matchup, this is specifically more so for category leagues, what I will look at and this is uh, easy to do on fan tracks, but I believe you can do it on Yahoo as well. Um, you can look at your stats compared to not only your matchup. So in your matchup, you've got the the down the side here or on Yahoo, it's kind of up the top. But you can also go into a version where you can look at your team stats compared to everyone else in the league. And I always like to do this every week. Just to, It's kind of like a just a check-in with my team. See how healthy I'm looking at in the categories that I am competing in. Now, obviously, I can look at my threes, and I'm very much at the bottom. I beat Kingy in threes this week. So um, I'm second last, basically, in threes. And I think last week I was dead last. Free throw percentage, I am dead last. To be expected, even with Giannis's really good one free throw game, he went and murdered at the next game. So that's fine. I'm not too worried about that. I'm also very much near the top. I think this week was the first week that I didn't win rebounds. I lost to Kingy, um, but I think every other week so far, I've been number one in rebounding. So that, to me, is a category that I'm very, very strong in. I'm also very strong in field goal percentage. This week, I was the number one uh, team in field goal percentage. Last week, I was a little bit down, but that can go up and down. So I beat every other team in field goal percentage. And the reason I like to do this is because it really identifies, okay, what categories can I forget about almost? And what categories can I really need to focus my attention to? And so this is the importance of when we're talking about punting, because when you're punting a category, it's about ignoring that category. But the other things that when you punt is you naturally get strong in certain categories. And I've talked about this in the preseason punt guides, but for my team where I'm punting threes and free throw percentage, I'm naturally extremely strong in rebounds and field goal percentage. 
So when I go over to something like a basketball monster, I'm looking for like waiver wire pickups and I punt threes and free throw percentage, like a player that consistently gets to the top of the ranking boards of people that are available is someone like an Andre Drummond. But Andre Drummond is not going to be very valuable to my team because I'm already winning rebounds and field goal percentage most weeks. So his extra well-ranked in my build doesn't actually help me. What I have identified for this particular team is that there's a few categories that it seems to always come down to uh, when I compare it to some of the best teams in the league. It comes down to assists. It also comes down to steals, blocks, and turnovers. So those four categories are consistently the, the, the categories that are the ones that I need to be strong in. Turnovers, I don't ever like to think of myself as being strong in turnovers, but what I do like to do is make sure that I'm winning either one of assists or turnovers against every single team every week. So the concerning thing to me here, and one thing that I want to continue to address as I move forward, is that if I look at some of the best teams in the league, um, namely last week, I would have beat every team except for Josh's team. Uh, and Rhett Bauer's team. And when I look at those teams, the red flag that I'm seeing is that I lost assists to Rhett, 178 to 135, and I lost assists to Josh, 185 to 135. But I also lost turnovers to both teams. So 79 versus 65, 79 versus 54. Now that to me is, is a bit of a red flag because I'd want to at least be winning one or the other. If I'm really high in turnovers, then I'd want to be at least getting some really good assists out of that. Um, or if I'm really low in turnovers, I can concede the assist because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's gonna be a one for one kind of trade, and then I can try and beat them on the defensive stats, which are a little bit more variable every week. But that is a little bit of a concern, and this is also without a player like Scoot Henderson playing for my team this week, which would probably, I don't know if it would make, it definitely make my assists better. Uh, but it would also make my turnovers worse. So that is something that I'm trying to concentrate on getting better at. So when I add players like, it's small, but players like Josh Hart, players like Alex Crusoe are are positive in those areas. Um, And that is definitely something that we are focusing on moving forward. The other category that always seems to come down to is steals. So you look at these steals numbers across all the teams and they're always so close. 34, 34, 38, uh, Rhett, I've got him covered pretty handily. 38, 38, there's three teams on 38, 37, 36, 32, 34, 32, 29. The steals are always extremely, extremely close. So again, some of those recent additions for my team in Alex Caruso and Josh Hart, guys that I believe that can average a decent amount of steals per game are very valuable to my team. So that is an area of focus of mine, getting those players that can get those steals. Uh, bringing back Darren Fox, bringing back uh, Scoot Henderson, I believe will also help in that department. Um, But those are definitely categories that each week I like to identify. Now, if I go back to sort of period two, um, this is where I was. Again, 38 steals. There was a couple teams. For example, Kingy had uh, 46. Rhett had 50. So you can see the discrepancy. Rhett had, what did he have, 28 last week and then 50 this week. So the variability in steals is very high. So I would have lost to to a few teams in steals this week. Um, But the consistency is is at least a positive sign for my team that I'm consistently getting up to those high 30s each week um, so far in the steals department. Again, though, if I look at my assists, this week, I would have beat Josh in assists, still losing turnovers. Uh, I would have beat... Who was the other player? Rhett. Uh, I would have lost to Rhett in assists and lost in turnovers again. So that trend is there again. 
The other thing, and the last thing I'll talk about before we move on to some Dynasty content, is um, the points. Now, my points have been consistently very bad so far to start this season. It's not something that I drafted with a punt point strategy in mind, which is a little bit concerning. But the injuries that I've had, I think, are also a little bit to, to blame here. So, uh, no Darren Fox this week uh, or last week. I've also had, last week I had two games of Sabonis, three games of Giannis. I haven't had a four-game Giannis week yet. Um, so there's a little bit of scheduling involved in there as well. So I'm not yet ready to fully concede the points as a punt category. I also believe that, um, for example, I know Kingy's team is a punt points team. So I want enough points that I can beat a team like that. I would have beat a couple of teams this week. Established the run and Kingy I would have beat. I'm very close to Dan Titus and Mike Barner. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm still expecting to welcome back some players that are going to score a decent amount in Darren Fox. is probably going to be one of the highest point scorers in my entire team. So that should push me up closer to sort of the mid-600s, I would have to think. And then I'm at least competitive on a week-to-week basis. And all it takes is a week like, you know, Giannis had 54 points. Now, he did it with a three-game week. Had he done that and had a four-game week this week, uh, that would have put me in a really, really strong position. Um, you know, you add in a Darren Fox to that. And that, that number can change quite quickly. But it's also about picking and choosing um, which categories you feel like you can be competitive in. Now, in this um, week, in this league, again, you've got that weekly limits lineup. And if I look ahead to my next opponent, which is Alex Raclean, uh, and this, again, I recommend doing this, and this is getting real, especially when you get to playoffs, this is very important. But if I look ahead to what Alex did last week and what I can expect of him, he's going to crush me in threes, he's going to crush me in free throw percentage, and he's probably going to crush me in points. So he had the most points in the entire league last um, last week. Now, whilst I think my points can be better, I don't think I'm going to catch him in points. So if I look ahead to this week, Adding those players like Caruso, like Josh Hart, they're not going to be big point scorers, but that's fine. I'm not really trying to compete in that. What I am trying to compete with him is in field goal percentage, in rebounds, in assists, in steals, in blocks, and in turnovers. And if we go based off last week, I would have beat him in all of those categories, and I would have won 6-3. So that's a positive sign. That doesn't mean it's going to carry across this week. Obviously, week-to-week variance is a huge thing. But that's the kind of things that I'm forecasting that I'm able to do to beat a team like Alex. Um, so, and that will be different. So had I this week gone up against someone like uh, Adam King, I would be trying to beat him, funnily enough, in threes, in points, maybe maybe not in, in free throw percentage, but categories that I'm typically bad in because I'm going up in against another team that's really bad in that area, I would actually be trying to stream in some threes on a punt threes team because I'm versing a team that is also punting that category. So it is important to know your opponent, know what their strengths and weaknesses are. And that's what we talk about in those streaming uh, videos at the start of every week. And we look at streaming targets for certain categories. Well, the first part before you even start looking at those guys is who am I up against and what are their strengths and weaknesses and trying to forecast what are going to be the close categories. What I forecasted for Alex is that I think it's going to be very close in assists. Um, He's got Devin Booker, who's also on the shelves. I don't know if he's going to be back or not, but if he is, that's going to be a big boost to his assists. So one thing I'm really concentrating on are the assists. The steals are always very value, uh, very variable. I think I'm going to get him in blocks, so I'm not too worried about that one. Uh, his rebounds are actually quite high. So despite me being usually quite comfortable in rebounds, it is something that I am uh, hoping to keep going on. And also the turnovers. So 
trying to, um, if I have a decision between starting and sitting two players, the turnovers will be a tiebreaker. So players with good assist-to-turnover ratio, good steals, and good rebounds are the players that I'm going to favor in terms of starting. And if I need to stream towards the end of the week, those are the categories that I'm going to be targeting to really boost myself up. So that is, I guess, a bit of a look and a bit of a ramble on my uh, uh, pickup uh Sorry, Industry Pickup League. So let me know what you guys think down below. Do you think this deserves its own video? I've waffled on for 23 minutes, so maybe it does. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it does. But I do think that there is a bit of value on that. And uh, you know what? Actually, because I've rambled on for so long, uh, I might actually I might actually leave that there. Bit of a sneak peek, but if you do want to um, continue to see this as its own video, let me know down in the comment section below. We're going to wrap this video up here and we will continue on to do a Dynasty video in the next podcast, which will more likely, um, because it's not timely, I'll probably release it tomorrow and um, then we can go through the recap of Wednesday games. So let me know down in the comment section below, do you find this uh, video insightful? Do you think this deserves its own video in the future or do you think that I can do this a little bit more succinctly and just tie it into one of the other videos? Let me know down in the comment section below. Let me know if you're rooting for the ball boys, big boys. Uh, Hopefully we can take this thing out. Lots of uh, water to go under the bridge yet, but uh, until next time, guys, we'll catch us later. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.